0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Noom. Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, helps you build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. Check out The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: Hey, I'm Kelly McEvers, and this is Embedded from NPR. One thing before we start our episode. I just want to say, many people we talk to for this series asks that we only use their first names. The memories they're sharing are raw and sensitive, and we're going to honor their requests. So, last time on Buffalo Extreme, we got to know the kids, the coaches, and the parents who are part of a dance and cheer gym in Buffalo, the Buffalo All-Star Extreme, otherwise known as BASE. Their gym is only a few blocks away from where, in May 2022, A white man murdered 10 black people at the Topps grocery store. And he killed them because they were black. After the massacre, Coach Yanni, who runs base, didn't want to stay at the gym. Neither did the kids. But it's not easy to just start a whole new gym. It took them nearly a half a year to reopen in a new spot. And that's where we're going to start today. Just like last time, your host is junior coach Nikaya McCann. She grew up doing competitive cheerleading at base. This is her community. Here's Nikaya. At the
2: end of October, finally we got hit with some good news. The grand opening of the new gym.
3: And I think we're coming up on it. 600 feet, 300 feet at base.
2: LaKeisha and her girls, Cocake and Nice The first thing that they saw when they pulled up was the base sign. I see it. It's theirs now. All right, ladies. This is their home.
4: OK, let's go in. OK. so we're the so-called news reporters. So we're walking into the building, and it's pretty loud. They're playing music.
2: Red, white, and blue everywhere.
4: It's pretty oh, cool. Wow.
2: That bouncy spring mat. It's
3: amazing. Yes, it's amazing.
5: She just did a backhand spring series and then landed in a split. And
3: she did an eight back handspring into a split
6: at that. Four, five, six, seven. Eight.
2: What the new gym meant to girls like Nysera and Cupcake and Milani and Chrissy, I think it was a sense of, let's go get this. Let's go get it. but they had to get back to work really fast. It was all gas and no breaks.
0: Here we go. Ready, and five, six, seven, and dip, kick, drop.
2: We're to do
4: choreography today, so that we can like win. Drop closer to her thigh.
2: Coach Yanni usually hires a choreographer. There'll be two choreographies going on at the same exact time from two different coaches.
0: Chest up, Liana.
2: Usually around choreography time, Auntie Yanni is kind of stressed. This year, I feel like she was more stressed than usual because they were way behind.
3: We compete in six weeks. Sorry, your hands are wrong.
2: We normally get choreography
7: like mm, August, September, but because of what happened in May, then we had to find a new gym, and then it took us forever to get the building together. We're still not done. And most people, they've already had five months of practice. We have six weeks to practice. So I'm big nervous.
0: Hold on, hold on. Listen, pay attention.
2: A two minute and 30 second routine sounds very short, but to choreograph it and break it down into elements of what a cheer routine needs is very hard.
0: Make sure you get her hip up, okay? Here we go. It's a
2: full two, three days of back-to-back straining of your body for hours at a time.
0: Make that, now make it prettier. Be a little more dynamic.
2: Choreography is honestly hell.
0: and arch.
2: You find out if you're in the front, if you get shine, or if you're in the back, you gotta, like, duck down.
0: We're gonna do jumps right here. So, everyone crisscross applesauce.
2: When he asks who wants to be center jumper, everybody's raising their hand and being like, me, me, me. Me,
3: me, me.
2: Everybody has to try out. Okay, who are
0: the stronger jumpers?
4: My jumps are kind of low when I'm out of breath. So I give that one...
7: Wait, stop. Let me see it. Let's see. You got one chance. Ready?
4: So, basically, what just happened Better. was I took the top spot.
2: So, like, I'm excited. Not necessarily. Let me see it again. Come Yanni on. put Nysera in the center jump spot, but in cheer, there is no guarantee that she will keep that spot. Don't give me that because I'll take your season away.
6: I'm enjoying it too much for so you to do that
2: cheer does teach you that you do good you get the center spot nice era this year she is doing so amazing your hard work pays off my little baby (laughs) that's how life is supposed to work you do good you get good but cheer and life are two different roads and after the tops massacre that is something that everybody had to learn When I went back to college in the fall, after it happened, I felt as if nobody, especially at school around me, would understand how big of an impact that had, you know, on me. I didn't personally lose anyone. So, you know, should I be sad or do I have a right to feel this way? I just swallowed my emotions and I swallowed it just for it to eat me up. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Which leads me to another base mom, Dominique.
3: I say that everybody deals with trauma differently. Yeah. Some people have thrown themselves into, you know, activism, and some people, you know, don't want to speak to anybody because it's like, like you, now what next?
2: Dominique is not only a cheer and dance mom.
3: My younger one, she lives dance.
2: But she's also an activist.
3: to recognize that and just bring a moment of solidarity.
2: She even ran for elected office.
3: For a county legislature seat covering the east
6: side of the city.
2: Dominique loved Buffalo. She came from the suburbs to the east side of Buffalo so she could make a change.
3: I said to myself, I'm going to move into the heart of the city and help the people, and I'm going to change the world.
7: She just was like, I'm never leaving. I'm here to help.
2: Anciani even has a nickname for her.
7: Captain Save Underdog. Like, that's she's a cape that says that because she's always for the underdog.
2: But after May 14th, a lot of people started thinking about moving away and actually did move.
3: Bye, old house. Bye, old
2: house. Dominique moved all the way to Atlanta. Bye,
3: Buffalo. Bye, Buffalo. So we're
2: going to... Get into the interview, I don't really like to call it an interview because I really like to call it more of like a a
3: conversation. Yes. So you know that that day was like an open house.
2: May 14th, 2022, Dominique had the same plan that everybody in base did, dropping her two girls off to figure out what team they would be on and laugh and smile and have snacks with Coach Yanni. Hello. Uh (laughs) Hi. One was seven at the time, and the other eight. The younger one is Denver, and she is on the cheer team.
4: My favorite thing to do is run around.
2: The older one is Demi. And I do dance. Usually Yanni has snacks, but she only had her popcorn that day, which they ate up. And we're expecting, like, a bigger treat, so they wanted ice
3: cream. I said, well, we're just going to go to Tops for ice cream. And Denver said, oh, great, this is going to be the best summer ever. And so I'm driving through the parking lot, and then all of a sudden you just hear, you know, I thought it was a car. Then I started smelling what I thought to be, like, the smoke from the car when I very first heard someone scream out, my baby. And so I, skirt, I parked the car, and I told the girls, you know, stay right here. Don't get out the car. I'm about to go see what's going on if I can help. Julie
2: Harwell seemed here falling to the ground, inconsolable. Julie Harwell, now she is one of our base moms. But the first time I saw her was on the
1: news. Her partner and eight-year-old daughter were inside.
6: We're at the back of Tops where, like, the dairy was. And um, London whispered in her dad's ear, let's go find mom a cake.
2: Julie Harwell was there because she wants to get a cake to celebrate her birthday. So they
6: ran off and they went to the cake aisle. And all we heard was shots ring out. So I got down on the floor and I started military crawling. I was still thinking of London that whole time. She could be shot. She could be hurt. Like, he was shooting through, like, aisles and items to shoot at people. Like, he was trying to, like, literally hunt us, like, like we were, like, cattle or something. Julie escaped through the back exit. I ran to... The nearest house and it was crazy because like I'm like wait a minute London is not with me so I start screaming and just like oh my god like every it was still when we got outside it was still shots going on so I ran back because I was like I can't leave my daughter in there like I didn't think of nothing I didn't know I was gonna do when I got back in there I just wanted to get back in there, but the police were there in two seconds, and they stopped me, and they restrained me, and they like, I, they like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just was in there. My daughter and my boyfriend is in there. A lot of people remember Julie
2: screaming for her daughter.
3: That's when I seen Julie. She had on a pink shirt.
2: Dominique without any knowledge of like what was truly truly going on she ran up to Julie
3: and all around her there were bodies i could not believe that i was actually looking at people you know laying in the top's parking lot dead that's when somebody screamed he's in there killing people and i froze you know i i i was in shock
2: she was crying, Demi, her oldest daughter was trying to figure out what was going on.
4: She called her dad dad and then our our grandma.
3: When I got back in the car, the girls they they did ask, did that lady find her daughter
2: in that moment, Dominique didn't have any answers.
3: We still hearing gunshots and stuff outside, and so I told him i don't I don't know yet babies I don't know.
2: Eventually, we all found out what happened.
8: We want to start tonight with a story of perhaps the youngest survivor of this horrific attack, eight-year-old London Thomas.
4: He went to um, the back of the store where the milk is.
2: She just had one of those stories that was like everybody wanted a chance to get News coverage on it.
1: London and her dad Lamont Thomas rushed to the back of the store, hiding in a cooler. Lamont's hand over London's mouth. I was scared
4: for my mom. I did not know what happened to her because she was at the front and I was at
2: the back. I didn't know where she was. I thought she was gone. During the weeks after the Tops massacre, Julie was on the news consistently. If you see videos of her, Julie sounded like shaking up.
6: Like, I, my daughter has to grow up. I, I don't know even what to say to her anymore. I don't even have an
2: A lot of people thanked her for speaking out and being that voice of the victims of the Tox massacre.
6: Yeah, I felt like speaking made me feel better about it. People need
2: to hear it. Dominique. She wanted to lend a helping hand to
3: Julie. I didn't know London even had a background in dance, but the very first thing I thought of is she's traumatized. I called Diana and I said, "Diana, I got a little girl. She she needs some type of scholarship or something."
6: She was like, uh, "They have a full year scholarship for London for majorette. Majorette is a style of dance from historically black colleges." She watches it on TV, like Dancing Dolls.
3: I want to try this trick first to give you a new, fresh look.
6: Dancing Dolls
2: is a famous majorette dance team in Mississippi with their own show.
3: There's no way I'm letting these little black ice cubes take us down.
6: And London's been talking about this for about two years. She always wanted to try majorette, and she is a good dancer.
2: For a girl who grew up watching Dancing Dolls, Getting a scholarship
6: from BASE was a huge deal. They are paying all expenses, all the costumes, everything. She just felt so happy. People really
2: wanted to help and get involved after the TOPS massacre. A lot of organizations came together and tried to help the community best as they could. Me and my mom and my brother, we passed out hot plates My mom was in charge of like, passing out the food and going to people's cars. Me and my brother were in charge of like, giving like a cookie or a ring pop. I felt like if I do good, I'll feel good. And for the two or three hours that we were helping, it felt like it was working. Like I felt like just seeing everybody smile when I gave them dinners, you know, like it started like, you know, going away. But, like, once it was over, the community service was over, and I went home, like, that feeling came back again. It was nothing that I could do to make that feeling go away. Julie was truly grateful for the help, but some of the things that were being offered were kind of
6: weird. It was just like a circus every day. Like, oh, here's tickets to the Sabres game. Like, I understand the gifts. I appreciate them. But it was just like, we don't even want to go outside. So why, like the first two months, three months, I did not go anywhere. Because every time I walk outside, I have to be right next to what happened or, you know, always reminded of it. So I wasn't going to Sabres games or... And then people come in to tour tops, like the president.
8: Jill and I bring you
0: this message from deep in our nation's soul.
6: The Bills team wanted to meet us. Again,
0: we're here to... to Brighten people's
1: days and, and trying to help move past this and uh, share the grief with our community and uh, let them know that you know we care and
6: um it was just like people really didn't ask well where do you really need help in what did you are you psychologically okay
2: therapy was offered and Julie did sign up. But she didn't stay for long.
6: They gave me a white man. I'm like, how can he help me? Not to be funny. I'm not trying to be funny at all. <laughs> but I'm being, like, serious, like how... He, was, he came out to meet me and said, I'll be right with you, and I just <laughs> left. I don't know I couldn't I couldn't do it
2: we'll be right back
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Noom. Noom understands that not everyone is starting from the same place and takes that into account. With their first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, you can find 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Integrative Therapeutics, with vitamins and supplements previously available only through practitioners, including Cortisol Manager. Unlock your best self with clinician-curated supplements from Integrative Therapeutics, now on Amazon. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Get your quote at Progressive.com and see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary.
7: Drake and Kendrick Lamar have been lobbing some serious accusations at each other. You've probably heard the diss tracks and wondered, what's just a low blow and what's actually criminal? I'm Brittany Luce, host of It's Been a Minute from NPR, and I'm getting into what's art and what's worthy of criminal investigation and who those accusations hurt the most on It's Been a Minute from NPR.
2: A couple of things I've learned from the conversations I've had. Coping comes in many different shapes and sizes and fonts. You know, like going to counseling does not help everybody, but Dominique was the opposite. Dominique's overall attitude towards therapy was always positive.
3: I feel like counseling is very important, especially to the youth.
2: On May 14th, Demi in Denver, they had to sit in the car and wait for their mom to come back, not knowing like what was happening on the outside. When she got back, she was also frantic. Like, we got to get out of here immediately
3: we spoke about things that I don't even know how to respond to as a parent we don't know everything you know I don't know everything I think that I'm educated but I'm no I'm no counselor
2: the first person that they talked to was a school counselor
3: miss jenna who was their white counselor she she was amazing but i feel like it is a different space when you're speaking to someone that looks like you because now you can feel comfortable with telling your story without someone feeling uncomfortable with how you're telling the story or what you're feeling about the story.
2: When Dominique looked for Black therapists in her assurance, she couldn't find any. But there was one organization that helped find Black therapists and counselors, and they actually paid for Dominique's girls to have therapy.
4: My counselor named Kalisha. Kanisha,
5: yeah. Oh, Kanisha. She is a nice counselor. I gotta figure out a name for my cover. I think I'm gonna call Let's it. Let's go hiking in the I'm this like new lady with all these cool toys. Kanisha is not
2: just a therapist as far as them just talking, she creates activities for them to express their feelings in a kid manner.
4: We uno. We guessed cards, and we played
5: fun games. You want me to do it with blue, or do you want me to do it with a different color?
2: Different color. What color are we thinking? Therapy is confidential, but the girls gave permission. Dominique gave permission. Kenesha also gave her permission.
4: How do you spell problem? I oh, no. okay. Can not can know. Do you sh- need help? Uh, 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 you need uh, another yo, one? Yeah,
2: I really like how Kanisha doesn't use the word safe.
5: I don't push the idea that this is a safe space. I think it's almost like this gaslighty thing where I'm going, but this is safe, but this is safe. And you're like all over the place. Kanisha seems more like, I'm gonna
2: give you these tools to protect yourself emotionally.
5: I do a lot of like what we call parts work. Well, I might say like there's a part of you that's really upset by what happened. What does that part need to feel okay? She said on the
4: next next time we will be fr- we will be making shields.
2: They're making an armor
4: cuz we were fighting our a uh, feeling monster. If you feel something like sad or mad or frustrated or or surprised you can fight the dragon off. What else have
3: you guys made since you've been there?
4: Um a monster gobbler. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, surprised, you can put them in and gobble, 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 gobble,
5: gobble. Remember, we, we talked before about how, you know, when we go through something really scary, how certain things can remind us of it, right? The biggest thing was that it was scary. And I decided just, just, just to watch YouTube videos
4: again. Yeah. What made you watch YouTube videos? Because I just wanted to t- take everything off my mind. Yeah. Did it work?
5: Yes. They're absolutely able to say that they're scared, you know, but it's also they're angry. Mm-hmm. So when you guys talked about a day later, when you talked about what happened, and your mom was telling you about people that were hurt and stuff like yeah, that. She and she told us the whole story. Yeah. When she explained it, how she, like, how she explained it to you? She was like, at tops, 13 people
4: were in there, their children stuff. And then, ten people died and three people were injured.
5: Yeah. I know they talked a lot about just the racial aspect and how it wasn't fair that you know it was because they're black. And as a kid, you're always just trying to make sense of something. So in their brain, it just is nonsensical.
4: Did you guys? And these police officers. it was a black man they would probably shoot him by now
5: yeah it's got to be really upsetting to think about that yeah so when you say that like if it was would have been a black guy that would have did it you think that the only reason why he was able to like put his gun down and not get hurt was because he was a white guy yeah i know some kids probably feel like really angry or really confused really frustrated Yeah. yeah I think we have this desire to feel like that's that's a grown-up feeling you know but it's not it's, we see it in their behaviors we see it every day so I think you know in, in a lot of especially all-white spaces I want to tamper it down because I'm so terrified that that anger is going to lead to something I think it's also I want the grown-ups around me to be happy and I see that it's affected them and I see that they're not the same you know so I think it's also a, a wanting like everybody to just be fine again.
2: If you were in Buffalo, it was very hard to miss the arguments and the fights and the the constant battle of what should we do next and is this the right decision. I felt like it was a Buffalo versus Buffalo thing. There was a lot of money being raised for the east side of Buffalo, and with money comes fights. Dominique, for example, was frustrated with where this money was being distributed and how was it being distributed and where is it at?
3: A lot of organizations got money specifically for the TOPS incident. That money does not mean it's for your pockets. It doesn't mean it's for, you know, what you want it to be for. And I just found it just real disheartening with how many organizations got those funds and chose not to help the people that were directly involved or affected in some way that live in that area.
2: Dominique was firsthand seeing the effect that the Tops Massacre had on the East Side because she lived so closely to it.
3: I know someone who got evicted during all of this, who was in the store. You know, she should never have gotten evicted. People like Julie, who her daughter, you know, needed assistance with items going to school.
6: Everybody that I know is going through stuff financially because they're scared to go to work. They're scared to do other things.
2: Julie did receive some money, but it only helped for a short amount of time.
6: I had a panic attack at work. I just start hyperventilating and it's real. When you feel like an elephant's on your chest. So it was just too soon. I'm sleeping better now, but I wasn't sleeping at all.
2: Giving money to somebody don't take away the effect of what they went through. The feeling of knowing that everybody was on edge definitely trickled down to the kids.
5: They see the effect that it has on everything around them. You know, it's in their neighborhood. Everything in their life has completely shifted. They started talking about opening tops up again. What did you guys think of that when they started talking about all of that? Yeah, since we're like a a block away from it, I felt sad, like, why? If you could ask the people of Tops like, any question or tell them anything, what would you tell them? Don't open Tops again. Shut this place down. There's dead people, bodies in there.
4: I don't want to step in a place that have dead bodies.
2: In their next session,
3: well, we about to go to Miss Kanisha.
2: they were going to write their stories. It was the story about? And- the top,
3: remember
5: the top's problem?
2: The top's problem.
5: Who can give me some examples of why we tell our story? You. Why do we tell because our story? Because you don't
4: tell your story, then you'll have yucky stuff in your head, and then you can't stop thinking about it, and you'll have bad dreams about it, and then your your head yeah. going to really be filled with yucky stuff. That's
5: such a good point, that if I have yucky stuff in my head, that if I tell my story, I get it out of my head so it's not there forever. What we do is we write the narrative, and I'll I'll do, like, a bare-bones, just a very, like, quick uh, account of what happened, and then I'll say, we'll go in and we'll add the setting, and then we'll go in and we'll add more sensory stuff. Was it a cold day? What were you feeling?
2: Miss Kanisha is listening to Demi in Denver, and then she writes it down and then turns it into their own book.
4: Next, we went back home.
5: Then you'll notice their stories, though similar, are very different. Demi really looked at it at how is this affecting the people around me. They look so much up to mom and mom's super strong. And I think being in this space of like, you know, I can definitely tell something's off because mom's really worried. So your mom called your dad, she called your grandma... What were you guys thinking when she was on the phone with them? She's like, oh no, oh no. She talked a lot about just the phone tag that she watched her mom play with like her grandma and everybody in the family.
4: She called our dad first. She was crying. Could you but, hear what she was telling them? Yeah, well, it was like, where are you? Where yeah.
5: are you? You know, and that's sort of where she was really fixated on is the panic that she saw in everybody else. What's really interesting is that they they both did internalize it very differently.
2: For Denver, the younger one,
5: her story was a little different. Her story was about guilt. Her account of the story is very tinged with that. She felt like she'd done something. Well, you said, you said, I wish I would have never said something bad would happen because then it would not have happened. What do you mean? So it was- I mean- You caused the shooting? Yes. Mm -hmm. How
4: so? Because I see
5: nothing that will happen. She had asked or said to herself that she hoped it was a good summer and the fact that it was a bad summer, like she had jinxed it somehow and she carried that and it was very, very, it was there. I think it was all my fault since I said... Last night, nothing bad will happen in the summer. How do you think that was making you feel that you were thinking Mad that it was your
4: fault? Mad
5: and myself and sad and frustrated. One of the first things that we sort of learn in this world as, as kids is this just world belief that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. If I clean my room, I'll watch, you know, TV. If I don't listen, I can't get dessert
2: if a kid gets in trouble, especially like a base kid, honestly, my babies were always asking like, why coach Kyle? Why don't have to sit down right here. Like why we teach kids that, you know, you do good, you get good. And if you do bad, you get punishment. So it was hard for them to grasp that like, this is going on because of somebody else. You look down, you look at your skin every day. So given that some of these kids know that it was race, they were like, well, These innocent black people didn't do anything but wake up, go to the grocery store, and be black. But, like, now am I wrong because I'm black? Like, is everything that I do going to be wrong because of my skin color? Is everything that I do going to get a punishment because
5: I'm black? I must be bad because something bad happened to me. Because the alternative that randomly things can just happen is really hard to process. That's really hard especially with something like this. Just make you feel, like, powerless. It make you feel like you don't control nothing in your life. It's scary to think that I could just go outside and something can happen.
3: Who would have thought a guy would have walked into literally houses down from where I live while I'm driving in the, the, the parking lot and start murdering people? Even Dominique was scared. That was my final moment because it's like, I don't want anything to be happening to my kids. When y'all leave, January the fifth is when the movers come. So yeah, I love Buffalo, but I'm so mad at you. We're moving. I'ma miss you. Yeah, we're moving to Atlanta. You know this was my baby, baby. Just because I cannot, like, I don't, I don't feel safe, and I'm gonna miss base and I'm gonna miss Ayanna. Oh, give me give a hug, I know. A... Um, but I don't feel that the response from the city was adequate. I don't feel the response from the police was adequate, and I don't want to live at a memorial every day, which I have to ride past. Now, what about when you guys go down to Atlanta? Um, are you guys gonna be scared to join a new dance
4: crew? Like, kind of. Yes. Yes, I am. Like, kind of kind of not. Okay,
3: well, tell me about it. Right
2: before Dominique decided to pack her family up and go, Buffalo had a terrible snowstorm.
4: The worst storm ever seen around Buffalo, New York, hit the region.
3: You know, at first my daughter came and she was like, oh, I have snow pouring in my room, like soft snow blowing in her room. And downstairs, our living room did the same thing. Pipes had broke. Our windows...
2: Cracked.
4: How, but, um, it was a crack.
3: Dominique and her family, along
2: with so many other families, had to get out and find electricity. People that
0: have been without power since Friday.
2: Shelter and food.
0: Several feet of snow blanketed cars, roads and homes. More than 30 people have died. Because of the Seeing
2: my storm. city in news headlines again, honestly, feel like we will never get a break. And many of those deaths are concentrated in or near Buffalo, New York. And once again, the east side of Buffalo had trouble getting back on their feet. The streets weren't getting plowed fast enough, help wasn't getting sent fast enough, and it seemed like nobody cared about our side. Yeah?
5: What about this blizzard? Snow was getting
4: on my walls. Snow is getting on her floor. I'm oh my what
5: gosh!
2: The a couple days after the storm, Demi and Denver got to their therapy session.
5: I was really hoping that I had a good Christmas, and oh, that's my Christmas. and then we had a blizzard. Ooh, is that my fault? No, it's my fault. You know why? Why
2: is that? I said we won't have no snow for Christmas. Ah. Denver was in the mind space of it was her fault. All over again.
5: And I just think about how, as adults, we naturally want to go, it's not your fault. And then the snow, give her what she wants <laughs> a blizzard. And how, even in a space of kindness, that feels invalidating. You know, that makes a kid feel like, well, then my feelings are too big for you. You know, it's too much for you. You don't want to hear this. No, that was pretty sad, yeah.
8: We'll be back in a minute. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Made in Cookware. Did you know that many popular dishes in Tom Calicchio's craft restaurant are made in made in cookware? Their carbon steel cookware combines the best of cast iron and stainless clad, gets super hot, and is tough enough for grills or open flames. Remember what great dishes on menus worldwide have in common they're made in made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from the 18th until the 27th. Visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox, helping people discover a world of British TV, including new original drama, Time, starring Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, and Bella Ramsey, streaming at BritBox.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month to get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com/switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from Satva. Satva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash npr and save an additional $200. Humans are kind of overrated. Over on Shortwave, a science podcast, we're only kind of kidding. We're bringing you the wondrous world of animal science to your daily life. From queer animal love stories to songbird memories, we're showing you how critter knowledge informs human science. Listen now to Shortwave, a podcast from NPR.
2: In January, that was around New Year, so it was a time for us to be like, you know, let's start fresh, let's close this entire book. Let's not even go to the next chapter of this book. Let's start a whole new one. But... Girl, I'm telling you, it's like one thing after the other.
7: I swear to goodness, we cannot seem to catch a break.
2: Back at base, Auntie Annie, she was just blunt and realistic about the new year.
7: The plow truck for the city plowed the snow up to the garage door and pushed my garage door open. So it snowed inside of the gym.
2: This was right before the girls were supposed to be competing for their first competition.
7: Like, there was going to be a lot of practices there. And then we couldn't even get into the gym. So we lost one, two, three. That was four days of practice right there lost.
2: Antiani decided to cancel the January comp and focus on the February competition. I just couldn't have
7: them go out there and looking crazy because I could
2: have done more trauma
7: than good. Come on, you late. You're two minutes late. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Anciani went back to being real hardcore. I wanted the win for them
7: more than anything this season. Out of nine seasons, I wanted so much more for them. Like, God, please just let them have a good season. I knew I was going to be tougher this season than any other season. I knew I was going to make a lot of people cry. Lock your legs, you understand? I was really tough this season. I was so tough. Ain't nobody going to do nothing. We're going to look stupid out there. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it at all. I wanted the W bad, especially for my kids that went through all the BS. Get it together. Go out there and fight. Why am I here if you're not going to fight? I'm sick of it. I wanted to prove to them and everyone else, like, I don't give a damn where you start. Get it together and get it, go to the top. What's wrong with you? I'm not a good flyer. So? be Become a good flyer. You're the underdog and we're not going to stay here. I refuse to stay here. We don't hit, we got time for one more after this one. Ready? Facials,
4: yo! I be thinking she's mad, I'm not gonna lie.
5: Is it hard when she's mad? A little.
4: I just let her yell at me because she's yelling at me to get me better.
7: It makes no sense to even try if we're not going to do it. Come on, so I can stop being mean, we're almost done,
4: come on. She loves all of us. Like, I know she loves all of us we like because she, daughters. yeah, we're like her second daughters. You tired? Yes. Oh, let's keep going then. Without this team, I don't know what I do. Y'all ready?
7: Here we go. Five, six, seven, go. One,
4: three, five, seven. Hi, guys. It is a week before competition. Whoop, whoop
2: and I am so excited to talk to you guys right now. In February, they were finally getting ready for their first competition in Niagara Falls.
4: We are on the way to go pick up my uniform.
6: Are you excited?
4: Yes, I'm excited. Are you scared?
3: I'm a little scared, but I think I can do it. You do the best that you can, and you have fun, and you smile, you know, you have to smile. If you're not smiling, you lose points, and it takes away from the experience. We have to do our best so we can get a spot in Jacksonville, Florida.
2: To get a spot win. at Nationals in Florida, you must place top three at a regional competition.
3: I got to park across the street, but you can go in and give them your name, okay? You
2: By the, the middle out. of the week, everybody's going to be running around trying to get everything perfect, every little detail in place.
7: We're going to get our hair braided. We're going to pick up red and blue lipstick for me.
2: LaKeisha wanted to go all out. One side of blue lipstick for nice Sarah and one side of red lipstick for Cupcake.
6: No. Also, oh, I can't get red and blue lipstick.
3: No. Oh, we're no! wearing it. I'm wearing it, no! and I'm getting red and blue eyelashes too. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. B A S. Hey
4: y'all, what's up? And we on the countdown of. How many days? 2 days, about 48 hours. Well, no, we going to slay the floor. We are going to beat
6: the
2: floor <laughs> As the competition gets closer, I know nice Sarah and her sister Cupcake are both at home betting to see which one of their teams will be the best.
4: I we going to burn
3: You ain't leaving no (laughs)
4: crumbs? We're about to perform!
2: Lakeisha and I, Sarah, along with the rest of her team, all arrive at the convention center, game ready.
5: First competition of the season! B-A-S-E!
2: Two French braids, red lipstick, uniforms on.
7: If they hit, they get an ice cream, the whole team.
2: Antiani starts pumping them up to dominate the stage.
7: What are we doing? We're staying what? Confident. The entire time, okay? Y'all got this. Oh, get it, get it. Oh.
2: They get that super, you know, goofy, giggly Antiani in the back.
7: Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> I My head's
4: What? Baby, how you feel? How you been?
0: All right, thumbs up from the judges taking center stage. Let's welcome Buffalo All-Star Extreme Superheroes for small, youth, level
2: two. Antiani runs out, and she sets herself in the middle. The kids run on the stage and hype themselves up. The base family is lined up, Behind the parents are the judges. You can see Michaela's legs shake. You can see Destiny's legs shake.
7: But the second the music starts, the confidence is insane. And to know that you instilled that confidence is just the most rewarding ever.
2: At first, you hear Coach Yanni counting very calmly. Then it gets more
7: intense.
4: I'm
2: screaming like I'm saying yes because they just hit their first stunt. Time for pyramid. Numerous hands hold up one tiny person. The back spot fighting to keep the flyer up. The job of the base is to keep her balanced and never let her touch the ground. And if everybody is doing their job. The stunt hits. Seven. She's up there looking effortless. One, three, four, five, seven! Do you hear the silence? Asiani just stops counting.
7: They just hit the top of the pyramid, which they struggled with. The struggle with all. And then I think I just was like...
2: I think that she was proud, and she didn't have any words to explain what she was seeing on the floor.
7: Doing a big group hugs.
4: That was so good. <laughs> <Not too crying. laughs>
2: I think Nicera is confused knowing that she moved Auntie Yanni to tears with their performance.
4: Not
7: you <laughs> Get me away from this, we both. <laughs> uh, I, am, I don't even f-ing cry. Like, what is this? I'm like, I couldn't even breathe. I just started shaking.
4: <laughs> we had it! We had it! We had it! it! We did so good and she went to buy it so I'm just screaming. Can I get chocolate and vanilla twist? Y'all this ice cream is so good.
2: Although you see the tears and the hugs and they went to go get ice cream after. They actually did not win. The judges gave them pretty big deductions. So she went to the judges' table. I'm
7: sorry to interrupt real
2: quick. And was trying to figure out why.
7: Where do I, I don't, what do you want? I just have a question. Where do I go to see where I got a deduction? I don't understand. Her. Hold on, I'll get
3: that. Okay.
7: okay. So when she's in the bridge and the stunts on a the left A bridge and side, a stunt. Okay, that's in the, the, arch. the arch, okay. Okay, so
3: her head went lower than her feet. It's
7: No, I got it, the drawing helped a lot, thank thank you.
3: (laughs) My stick (laughs) (laughs) people.
7: But they're gonna be butt hurt. But it's okay, it's our first comp, and it's only gonna get better. I'm I'm not hardly worried about it. My score sheet was immaculate. My score sheet was crazy good.
4: All right, session three, parents,
7: coaches, and our spectators. Let's make some noise for
1: these tremendous athletes down here. Two. In third place, put those hands together
2: for the Buffalo all-star stream, Superheroes. Third place, high enough to get a spot for Nationals.
7: Thank God they placed. We're good for Florida. We're good.
2: I'm always going to want them to be better, but given what they've overcome throughout the year... They did good, and they got good.
0: How think you guys have been here all good. morning and day? Yes, yes.
2: We're going to win it the next time, best believe.
1: On the next and final episode of Buffalo Extreme, the girls fight their way to nationals in Florida.
7: Y'all saw that energy? Y'all give me that. You go out there, and I know we're sassy, right? Are we sassy? Black girls are sassy. Y'all better go out there and put some stink on it.
1: And in Buffalo, it's one year since the massacre.
6: And I'm looking at them like, I'm not stepping on that premises. I'm not going to that building. I'm not looking at no poem, no portrait, no shopping. I'm not getting, I'm not getting out of this mess.
1: That's next time. <laughs> this episode of Buffalo Extreme was reported by Marianne McCune with Nakia McCann. It was produced by Marianne and by Raina Cohen with Abby Wendell. It was edited by Katie Simon and Lynn Williams. We had production support from Nick Nevis and Taka Zen. Our team also includes Dan Germa and Andrew Mambo. Our production manager is Lindsay McKenna. This episode was mixed by Josh Newell and it featured local Buffalo music projects from Pro Social, Steven Vitiello, and superheroes by Mike Vandermaus. Cheer Mix-A-Lot. Visit our website for a full list. Our host is Nakia McCann. Liana Simstrom is our supervising producer. Embedded supervising editor is Katie Simon. Our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. Anya Grundman is NPR's senior vice president for programming and audience development. Thanks to the team members and families of base who shared their stories with us and made recordings along the way. The organization that connected Dominique to a black therapist for her daughters is Black Love Resists in the Rust. Special thanks to Alex Helmick, Nakaya's friend Bree, Hannah Rosen, Tony Cavan and Micah Ratner. To hear bonus episodes, sign up for Embedded Plus at plus.npr.org/embedded or find the Embedded channel on Apple. You will be supporting our work by doing so. Thank you, and you'll get to listen to the entire season sponsor free. That's plus.npr.org slash embedded.
8: Thanks. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching, so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.